A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. It's time to talk careers here on Money FM 89.3. And for that, we have a very special guest here in the studio. It's my former boss from Disney, the former managing director, Walt Disney Company, Southeast Asia, Rob Gilby, who's now CEO and founder of Blue Hat Ventures. Rob, good to see you again on Money FM. Great to see you, Jason. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm really excited about this because we decided to discuss the five things you learned from leading Disney Southeast Asia. You did it for six years, is that right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, and of course, you had other roles with Disney as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got the five points. And the first point is magical moments, the mm-hmm. power of storytelling, brands and quality experiences to attract, build and monetize Super fans. Now, Disney does this. And of course, when you were in charge, they made many strides here in Southeast Asia. So what do you mean by magical moments? Well, um, if you've ever been to one of the Disney theme parks and walked down, you know, the, the, the main street um, and look at the reactions on the kids faces as you walk down that street. It is a magical moment. And you tend to remember in life defining moments. You don't remember everything. But you remember those those moments that are extraordinary, not ordinary. Um, there's a my favorite quote is from Maya Angelou, the, the U.S. philosopher and poet. She says, people don't remember what you say or what you do, but how you make them feel. Very true. And so when you think about Disney and its brands, um, a lot, there, there are products and, you know, there are experiences, but it's about how you feel when you enjoy those, those movies like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast or, you know, how a, a young girl feels when she watches Frozen. She wants to become Elsa. She doesn't just want to watch the show. <laughs> she wants to be Elsa with the ice coming from her fingers. Yeah, well, uh, I have a daughter, as you know, and we've, we've spoken about that off air, and I remember how she fell in love with, uh, mm. with Elsa and how she felt as uh, we walked together in Hong Kong at, at Disneyland. So magical moments is something that I guess we can all remember. It doesn't matter what age we are, right? Yeah, yeah and it, it's, it can be pretty timeless, but it doesn't just happen either. I think there's, there's always this focus on how do you create the best possible experience. You know, for, so, for example, um, when you buy an Elsa dress for your daughter – um, you're buying a product. And if you think about it as just a product, then, okay, it could be any dress, right? It's, it's, it's the lovely blue and the whites and the silvers. But if you try and make that an experience, when she puts on that dress, she feels something different. She feels empowered. She feels you know, stronger. And so a lot of the work that goes into that and whatever age it is, is about tapping that feeling and making you feel really special. And so when Disney bought the Marvel brands or they bought Star Wars, um, it was a great opportunity to carry on applying the same idea but to adults, you know, Marvel and Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, you know, the comedy of Thor and Thor Ragnarok, you know, the, the, the ability to kind of um, bring that same experience, but to adult audiences has been, you know, something that they've extended a lot over the last few years. So five things that Rob Gilby learned leading Disney Southeast Asia for six years. Point number two, and I love this one, and it's very topical, evolution of digital media, the birth of streaming, importance of mobile entertainment, and the creator economy for example, Maker Studios, which mm. is something that you oversaw, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're going to look back and uh, we're going to say this was the birth of the streamers. You know, um, it's uh, the streaming services. Often people talk about Netflix and Amazon Prime. But here in Asia, we've got a, a whole bunch of homegrown, not only the regional services like iFlix and View and Hook, but also in China, um, uh, streaming services like iQIYI. And I most of the audiences may not know, iQIYI is a streaming service of China, has more than 80 million paying subscribers. That's mind-boggling, it, isn't It's it? just huge. Mm. And they are, they're using artificial intelligence to analyze shows. and So it's an amazing opportunity, but it doesn't mean the other existing media die. I mean, we're here 
on radio. Yeah, and radio's had a bit of a revival with yeah. podcasts, right? And that's it, podcasts, um, digital radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the things I love about the um, new digital platforms, especially mobile and mobile here in Southeast Asia and Asia, is it provides accessibility. People who may not with previous uh, platforms or technology being able to access an entertainment experience, now they can get access. And I think that the, the example, the, make, the creator economy, what that has given is that if you're a creator, if you're an aspiring songwriter, comedian, or even an unboxer of toys, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which we never thought was a genre, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, it would have been very hard to break into television or break into mainstream media. But now you have a chance to uh, express yourself on a, on a streaming video, a YouTube service or another platform. And sometimes you get discovered and go on to bigger things. All right. This is uh, five things I learned from leading Disney uh, from Rob Gilby. Uh, Point number three, the power of partnership, identifying, pitching, negotiating and delivering for partnership with market leaders. We're nothing without partnerships and teams, are we? Yeah. And I think this is even a company as incredible as Disney with its own history and strengths. um, Nobody can do it on their own. You really, really can't. And while Disney has these amazing stories, brands, and characters, to succeed in local markets, particularly markets that are a long way removed from the U.S., like Indonesia or Thailand or Philippines. Well, Philippines are a little bit different. They, they love the U.S. Story, yes, there's that U.S. flavor, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But, but in these other local markets, the, the local partners really are the leaders of their market. And so, um, you know, being an example, like um, uh, SM Group in the Philippines, they're a large mall owner, retail owner. And we create, try and create on-ground experiences to, to excite the audiences there. Um, here in Singapore, you know, even partnering with the Singapore Tourism Board when we did the uh, May the Fourth Be With You at Gardens mm, by the Bay. Yes, yes. Um, the Changi experience when we launched the Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, exciting the fan groups like there's, the, there's a Star Wars fan group here called the 501st who are super dedicated to all the characters. They have the costumes. They do a lot of charity work. And so finding those local partnerships to bring the brand alive is really important to work with the best in the market and work out what's important for them. How surprised were you by the level of passion amongst these fan groups that you've spoken about? Well, I I always knew it was there, but um, when you meet them, you realize the extent they go to to understand the characters. I I always think that they own it. So when we look at at reaching to audiences, there's this Korg fan group, and you find this, you must have found this at ESPN as well. Mm, Yes. You know, there are super fans. They know everything about, you know, that subject. If it's a game, they know everything about the player, (laughs) the statistics and everything. Same with the fan groups at Marvel or Star Wars. Um, And those, you just empower them. You don't market to them. You empower them and you ask them to be your ambassadors and you work with them because mm. they love your, your products. All right. Five things I learned from leading Disney Southeast Asia from Rob Gilby, former managing director at Walt Disney Company Southeast Asia. Point number four, people as talent, attracting, placing, empowering and developing top talent. Is this talent behind the scenes or in front of the cameras? Well, the reason I use that example is if you're in the entertainment business, you often think of talent as on-screen actors or celebrities, influencers, music Mm. artists. Um, And much of the models that you employ there can be employed when you think of employees. Uh, I don't like to call them employees because they are the talent that make everything happen. So in trying to identify what's their special skill or capability um, and I once had a boss who gave me a, a very simple directive on how to get the most out of great people. Hire the right people, put them in the right job, and set them up to succeed, not fail. And that's a, a lot of the talent development. I, you know, we are, were looking for someone to run one of our local markets. And the media industry, there wasn't that many people, so we found someone in a, a consumer products business because they had a passion for localizing um, global products and making it locally relevant. 
And then other people, you need to move them around a little bit and say, you've got so much potential, we need to put you in a different circumstance. Mm. Um, one of the best things we did on the talent, People as Talent was with a diversity agenda. We really wanted to bring more gender uh, equality, more a representation from the countries we had. But we were having trouble finding, when we worked with headhunters, ha having trouble finding it in the market. But yet we had some emerging talent in our business. So we said, let's build a program and give them the exposure and the experience. And gratefully, a number of them ended up in top, top roles that we had within the company as they went through that program, which was fantastic. And when you look at uh, other places you've worked, uh, obviously you've been in the UK, worked there and, and Hong Kong as well. Mm -hmm. The talent that you found in, in Singapore and Southeast Asia, how was it? Well, Singapore is fantastic because it's a bit of a hub for the region. And, you know, it's made a lot of um, commitment from the government and the businesses that are here to really developing talent. Um, what I found as we went into some of the other Southeast Asian markets, the raw talent, the latent talent is incredible. But they often haven't been given a system or a process to practice their skills or craft. And when you give that, the incredible things happen. Philippines is a good example. Um, one of the, the producers of um, Inside Out, Ronnie Del Carmen, yep. grew up in the Philippines. Is but that when right? you put mm. him in Pixar, and Pixar mm. is a rigorous machine of mm. creativity. They have a disciplined process to get to the excellence level they have. You know, Ronnie becomes a world-class animator. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, you can, if we can build the systems and craft in some of the other markets, then, you know, the, then the skill is there and the capability is there. We just have to build the platform. Giving them the platform, the structure, the discipline to really achieve great things, I guess. Exactly. And this, guys, I guess, kind of flows on from what you just said, the yeah. amazing diversity of Southeast Asia markets. This is point number five, five things I learned from leading Disney in Southeast Asia by Rob Gilby. Amazing diversity of Southeast Asia markets, amazing countries, young, emerging middle class, pool of creativity and innovation. Yeah, I mean, before I took the last role at Disney for those six years, I was in Asia Pacific role. So I always loved a lot of the, the markets around the region. But um, I guess I have a special affinity for Southeast Asia. My wife's Singaporean. My father-in-law grew up in Malaysia. I got married in Indonesia. So it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, certain, a certain passion for the region. Mm. But the more time I spent in the markets, the more you realize it's a very young population, mm -hmm. uh, very aspiring population. Each of the countries are different, so they have their own rich history, culture, and heritage. Um, but there's an energy there. There's a pulse here in Southeast Asia that's emerging. And they're not afraid to try new ways of reaching people. So I don't know whether you've ever heard in, of the sachet strategy. Yes, I've heard of that. Can yeah, you explain so, it? Yeah, so when the FMCG companies want to sell shampoo into a market, instead of big bottles of shampoo, which are the economy of convenience, <laughs> they sell little strips of sachets. Because uh -huh. if people have a lower monthly income, they come along and say, oh, I'll have three, three sachets, mm. please, or one sachet, mm. two sachets. So they used to do that for consumer products companies. But then even the mobile companies do that for prepaid um, prepaid services. So you can be in the Philippines and you can buy an NBA game by the game. And Spotify, their first anywhere in the world they, they changed the model was in the Philippines. They did a day pass or a week pass. And so you find a lot of innovation to say, look, the audience is there. They're willing to pay, but just in smaller increments. And so let's try a different business model. Um, and, and they're massive users of social media because it's a great connecting tool for their audiences as they're fragmented. So there's a lot of creativity and innovation that's only just beginning to be tapped in Southeast Asia. You know, the diversity of Southeast Asia that you spoke about, and I've experienced that leading, uh, you know, building a, a website for ESPNFC.com yeah. and building a Southeast Asia website, but there, it is challenging in some ways. I mean, the diversity is a blessing and a curse, isn't yes. it? No, it's... Um, 
there's no doubt that this, these are some of the most complex markets. Complex, anywhere, that's the word. Anywhere yeah. in the world. And, yeah. you know, there's huge opportunity and there's a lot of optimism, but there's incredible challenges. Sometimes it's as simple as language or regulation or infrastructure. I mean, there's more than 12,000 islands in the archipelago of Indonesia. Just in Indonesia. How do you reach them? <laughs> How do you reach people? Yeah, and yeah. you can't lay a lot of cable to provide a cable service there. You mm. have to find new ways. And so that's where the... Um, the innovation comes in. It's, it's ingenuity. People are a bit more flexible. They say, okay, mm. oh, well, there's people. I've got to get there. And that, so it's, it's a, co- a complex and a challenging market. So you can't just roll out your same playbook. No. You have to say, okay, what were we trying to do with our original playbook? And how do we achieve the same goal using another way? And when you look at the love of Disney that you found throughout Southeast Asia, is this a galvanizing force or is it different between different uh, nations within Southeast Asia and ASEAN? It is very different, actually. Um, there are markets where Disney as a brand and the, the rest of the brand portfolio, Marvel and Star Wars, were, were more, more well-known. Singapore and particularly Philippines, there was a deep affinity. Partly it's a language affinity in the Philippines and exposure to American um, films and television. But also I think it was a family entertainment affinity. Uh, affinity. Filipinos mm. have some of the biggest hearts I've ever come across. Yeah, they sure. laugh and sing their way through life. <laughs> and um, a lot of them have very hard lives. We see that with domestic workers in Singapore, don't we? Yes, we do. And they, and they stay connected through their families and they have a very positive outlook. Um, one of my f- favorite Disney legends, and if you've done amazing things for Disney, you become a Disney legend, is uh, Leia Salonga. Oh, the yes. Singing voice. Yes. She's the I've original actually met her. She's singing amazing, voice. yes. Original singing voice of Jasmine and Mulan. Yes. And, and she's just. Miss Saigon I mean, as well, right? Yeah, she was in Miss Saigon and, and she, she actually broke out on a global stage. She's an incredible talent and she's now involved with kind of supporting the next generation of young women breaking into the industry in, in, in the Philippines. But there are other markets like Indonesia um, where it was, uh, the brands were less well known. They were known, but maybe people had seen a Mickey t shirt but didn't know what he sounds like. Ah, is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Marvel had a, mm. a core fan following, but maybe most people didn't know the stories and characters. So our main goal there was how do we broaden the reach, um, get these new fans, get them to sample, and if people love it, then how do we amplify it? And what about Singapore? What makes Singapore different to the rest of ASEAN when it comes to the love of Disney? Well, I think there's a long history connection, you know, with the West. I mean, Singapore is just one of the best connecting places I've ever seen. It's got strong relationships historically with England and Europe, but great relationships with China and India. It is at the heart of ASEAN. Just and Australia, yeah. no, let's not forget yeah, Australia, no, no. very strong and, well, we know that We know that the Aussies travel incredibly well, yep. but this is one of those first sort of protocols when you head on to the rest of Asia. Mm-hmm. And so that connecting ability in Singapore means that it's been it's stayed in touch with a lot of cultural themes from multiple markets. So yeah, it has it's had a... You grew, if, my, my um, friends and uh, wife grew up here, you know, in the in the eighties, nineties, and and you, they know the same cultural, they know the same songs, which we'll get to our later segment. Yeah. Um. um but yet, there's um, Chinese song following here. There's Korea, in the latest generation are following the Korean artists. So, the, and there's a very strong Indian diaspora here in, in Singapore too. Mm. So, the ability to connect to brands like Disney or brands from around the region is a little stronger here in Singapore. Okay, let's recap five things that Rob Gilby learned from leading Disney in Southeast Asia. Number one, magical moments. Number two, evolution of digital media. Number three, the power of partnership. Number four, people as talent. And number five, amazing diversity of Southeast Asia markets. Rob, for the moment, thank you very much. We're going to have more from Rob Gilby in a moment right here on Money FM 89.3.